Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, so we've had some questions come in. I asked for questions and answers on different topics, marriage, parenting, and I got some. I got some on homeschool, um, family, and so... You know, if you have questions and you didn't see my post and you want to pop them up, I will be happy to read them, try to get to them, and we'll kind of go back and forth. Um, but I won't take too much of your time, but I just wanted to kind of have one of those days. Like, I get those, I get questions throughout the week, so I thought, well, let's just make it a broadcast um, at the end of the week and, and see uh, what people want to know. I've, I even have some, like, you know, do we do Santa? Let's just start with that one. Okay, so... This is my take on Santa. I don't um, think it's uh, a really uh, huge deal in my home. Uh, I know that could go both ways for whoever's watching. And so that's why I just tell people like if, you know, in the Bible, it tells us that um, how everyone's different and everyone, it's not that, you know, everyone, there are some things as Christians that we should agree on, okay? Drinking and getting drunk, we're not gonna do that, okay? First of all, that's poor leadership. And second, why get to the line, you know, drinking is not a sin, getting drunk is a sin. But we, um, and I'm not gonna make this a a big thing today because that's not what I'm focusing on, but you know, how many drinks matters for this person could be different for me. So like, how do we, how do we determine that line? Like, I don't want to get to the line where I'm on the point of almost uh, getting to the point of sinning. And so, you know, and I don't think anyone should do that. It's not for Kings. The Bible says you, you, you end up looking like everybody else. Like I could go down a whole long list of why Christians shouldn't drink. That's, that's not the whole point. But when I talk about saying, you know, what you're convicted for, if there's something that, you feel like is not right for you and your family. You know, uh, that's a thing on shots for kids. And I'm not talking about the COVID shot. I'm talking about the normal like uh, chicken pox and measles and all that. If you got to the point with your family, if that's something you didn't feel comfortable with doing, then the Bible says I shouldn't as a Christian go in and try to make you feel bad. I shouldn't try to push you to do, you know what I mean? If the Holy Spirit directed you and your family to do that. Now, you know, I grew up getting the shots. I've had the the chicken pox and the measles and the normal kid vaccine shots uh, growing up. My parents did that. Well, with my kids, I felt not to do that. So see, that's what the Holy Spirit directed my family to do. So I kind of do that with the whole like, you know, should, should, should my kids believe it, like, you know, do a Santa thing or should they not? do a Santa thing. And I kind of feel like, you know, if it's something that's going to be fun uh, for your kids at at that age and in the moment, then, you know, I I had one person tell me this a long time ago and I thought it was literally the most ridiculous thing. So I'm sorry if it's something that that has come across your mind, but you have to really, really think this this statement out. And um, it was, you know, if my kids believe in, in Santa, then uh, when it comes time to not believing in him anymore, then, uh, you know, because I told him, you know, he did this and this is what he did that, you know, then then they're not going to believe me when I talk to them about Jesus. So think I'm lying about Jesus. And I'm like, hold on a second. 
<laughs> you cannot even compare the two. You have like <laughs> Jesus who came on a miraculous birth, who was perfect, who walked in miracles, who raised the dead and healed uh, the sick and um, provided uh, finances and multiplied food and, <laughs> and took a beating and died for our sins. So he was the precious lamb. And I mean, we could really get into it. And you're going to be like, if I tell them about this, you mean they might not believe me about Jesus? That is the most ridiculous thing I think I've heard about it um, because there's absolutely no comparison. And, you know, and that's just because you got to understand, you got to teach your kids to feel the anointing, to feel what it is <laughs> and to be in those services, to be engaged in miracles, to be engaged, read the word of God. So there's not really going to be a... Um, comparison and so and someone said asked me about you know are you ever going to tell your kids and um sorry Maddie you're almost 13 at this point so I'm sure you know you're really smart <laughs> she yells in the back I know and uh um that uh someone said are you ever going to tell your kids it's not real and I said well if I have to tell them that I don't know if they're really smart to begin with <laughs> It's like, they're just going to naturally grow out of it. Like, Maddie's 12, and I'm sure for a, while, for a while now she realized, you know, especially when we moved to Florida, you know, we went from having a, a chimney to no chimney, and then Santa had a magic key to come in our house <laughs> in Florida. So, you know, let's just, I don't think we have to ever tell them, guys. Just, that's my whole point. It's like, listen, if you want to have fun, do it, make it fun. I've always made it fun. I've done it. And then as the years go on, it fades out and then it's less work and you don't have to do it anymore. And all of that was so much fun with the faces lighting up and then they grow up. So I don't think we have to, to me, it's one of those I'm overthinking it things. But if it's something your family doesn't feel comfortable doing or you're just like, I don't want to have any part of it, then just don't have any part of it. Um, and so um, that's true, Bethany. See, Maddie, Bethany said the fireplace appears. I know, but see, Bethany, we're sleeping at night, so I never get to see the fireplace appear somewhere in my house. So... Oh, Maddie just, well, that's Jesus. So they were confused. Santa can't walk through walls. See, someone else, here we are again, trying to compare Santa and Jesus. It just doesn't work. So that was a question that was like, do we do Santa? And I was like, yeah, we do Santa. And eventually we won't. And I don't even make it a big deal. When people say, do you do these things? It's like, I do them. And if we're somewhere and he's there and they want to say hi to him, I've never... Uh, purposely dress my kids up to take them to the mall to get pictures like we've gotten pictures if we just happen to be at the mall and there's zero line because I don't like to wait in line for stuff like that uh, so uh, I really will end it with this my kids have never been deprived they've had great Christmases uh, whether we're all in for it or not so hey keep Jesus as the reason for the season and you're gonna be okay guys
That's all I have. I'm going to end it on that one. <laughs> all right. Another question that I had, I had to like save them. I couldn't copy and paste. I literally had to like save these pictures. Um, here is one. It says, what do you do in a situation where you need to change things financially, but your husband says not to stress it and just have faith? I have faith, but I feel like we also need to do things differently. Um, I probably should have reached out to this person and asked like what things, because it's a little vague and I'm, I'm not really knowing. So I'm just going to go based on saying like... Um, like the Holy Spirit isn't void of wisdom. If you feel like there's something that's lacking financially in your life, I would first, I, I mean, like it, I would always make sure. First of all, do you, do you throughout the year find out, are you on track for your tithes? Okay. Now, are we on track for our offerings? Okay. Because I, you know, and, and then I'm not saying that you're going to be off and that's why it's happening. I'm just saying like, those are things that I do throughout the year is I make sure I always like, not real necessarily every quarter, but just like throughout, throughout the year, different times, I'll think about it and I'll be like, okay, I want to see what I've given thus far and what I've made. I want to see what I've given over, over the 10% you know, versus what we made. Just always make sure we're on track for giving, uh, you know, we, you've heard Ted and I say for more than last year, but always make sure that we are on track with our giving. Um, and then, you know, I would say you have to be cautious not to make um, not smart financial decisions. I don't mean uh, like sowing largely because that's the Holy Spirit and he will always lead you and guide you. So don't ever like give big and then when you get out of the anointing, you're like, shoot, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, no, you felt the Holy Spirit then. Don't let the feeling of, oh, no, come upon you. Keep the gift of faith on you and that feeling that you felt in the anointing. But outside of sowing, what are we doing? What are we doing with our money? Are we saving? Are we making right decisions with, you know, and if you feel like there's other extra things that you need to do, you know, sell something online, sell something here, you know, but we have to, we, we have to walk in wisdom, but we also have to, uh, you know, take action on stuff. Now I, I get, I get this feeling who wrote this in. I get this feeling because I will say, you know, Ted and I both worked jobs when we took off to travel full time. Now we knew what our monthly budget was and we knew that in February of 2010 where we were going to be done with our jobs, meaning I worked as a real estate paralegal. I worked at a law firm when Ted worked at the church. And so we had one year that we gave his aunt and uncle at the church where we said, you know, uh, after a year, then we're officially, well, he, he was officially done. So we knew, we said, listen, let's see, what is our monthly budget? So when we take off on the road, because listen, we have lived by faith. <laughs> in 2010, it was no steady income coming in. Okay, let's just put, no, there was no 
offerings given, big offerings given by family members. There was none of that. I know people will think, people think, oh, because of who you are, I'm sure uh, people helped, helped you out that way. And people, no, nope, no, no offering given to us, no this, no that. It was, you don't work, you don't eat. So Ted would do design work. He had a design business on the side. You know, we, we created other avenues of income. I worked part-time at the law firm uh, when I had Maddie, so I would travel on the road, come home. I would leave Maddie with Ted for like half, half the day because I would only work part-time. I would pump because I only breastfed. And I would leave, um, and there was one lady at our church. Hey, Colleen. There was one lady at our church that I trusted my kids with outside of my family. And so her name was Miss Kia. And I would uh, put Maddie over there and she would take her for like four hours. And, um, you know, then I'd had to get back because there was only a certain amount of food because I was the food. <laughs> and so I would, um, I would, you know, work part time, but it got to the point where it was just getting to be too much traveling and coming home and, and doing this. And doing, I, I needed, I needed to stay home and, and, be around for Maddie. And so, you know, I did that. And then when I stopped completely at the office, I'm going to tell you something. I had to set my mind and my faith on things above. Because <laughs> when you've worked your whole life, right? So like when I was, well, not my whole life, but you know, when I'm 16 and I've worked until I was uh, 27 and you have that, hey, every two weeks, something's coming in, da, 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 da to here's our savings, now we're on the road, and you know I'm, I'm leaving the law firm for good. And there was times, I'm not kidding, guys, there were times where I was the same way. I was like, something else needs to be done, and I tell Ted, I'm like, Ted, I'll get a part-time job anywhere. Well, come home from the road, just let me go work at a retail store, let me work at this, and he'd say no. He'd say no. We're, we're, we're trusting God. This is our main focus. You know, I've got a few side things going on and that's it. And, and man, you know, I look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful that, uh, he said, he said, no, I needed to be with the kids, you know? And I know for you who, um, wrote that in, you are vital in your home. So, you know, if there's other things you can do, uh, maybe while you're at home or, you know, here and there. But if it's going to be something on your part that's going to take away from your home life, uh, then I, I'm going to say, you know, just you need to keep making sure uh, you're listening as far as the Holy Spirit uh, and your giving and what you need to do. Uh, if there's something you need to look around and cut back, we've all had to budget. We've all had to cut back. I still look, you know, I still am like that. Even though I'm in a completely different financial place than I was, I'm still extremely wise with, you know, what we do and, and how we, and, and, and even though it may, you know, I'm not, I have more things than I did when I first, you know, started out uh, in marriage and, you know, my kids have more things than I did when I was a kid. Uh, it, it wasn't that we worked our way to that point. So, you know, get with your husband and pray about it and ask. Say, let's, let's look at everything. Are we making wise decisions? Are we, 
Uh, is there anything I could fill in the gaps with? Is there anything, you know, because not to take away from your kids, not to take away from your home life. And, um, and then with his job, you know, we know that that is, is, was given to him uh, by the Lord and what you guys felt to do. And he, he, he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you as far as making the best decisions. But I wouldn't jump the gun. I think sometimes this season puts that pressure on people. Uh, they feel like, you know, I need to have a little bit more and don't. Things are just things. I mean, they are. I get it. I know we want to take care of our family, and, and, and but at the end of the day, that feeling of having debt, that feeling of uh, stretching myself just for a thing, I'm not saying this is you, but I'm saying a lot of times holidays can cause that pressure on people. Uh, don't. It, it, listen. Once January comes, you're going to be like, oh, gosh, I wish I did not do that. So I'm telling you now that if, it, if this is somebody that's watching that feels that pressure, just, just let the pressure go and be like, listen, it's just a thing. It's just a thing. It doesn't even matter. Um, okay. So without you giving too much detail in that, um, you know, as far as still budgeting, still plan, uh, make sure your giving is intact. Uh, that's probably the best I could answer answer that one. All right, somebody wrote in. Um, let's see. What advice do you have for when people push or vocalize their opinions on you uh, when you step out, when you know you're finishing up your preparation time and you're in God's will, uh, but people are looking at you and speaking like you've got nothing to show uh, I don't know how to respond without being rude or sounding defensive. And I honestly don't even feel like I need to explain myself, but dot, dot, dot. I'm going to like, uh, she's pretty much asking like when and how you should step out. And then there's always going to be opinionated people. And to be honest with you, um, <laughs> I, uh, I would just kindly ignore them. You don't have to answer everybody. You don't have to. Um, your only job is to please the Lord. Your only job is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit speaks to everybody differently and to do different things. So what the Holy Spirit, it's not like it's just this big audible voice and we all hear it and then we all go do it. No, he speaks to Caitlin and to do something, you know, in her prayer time. He speaks to me. He's speaking to Colleen. He's speaking to Bethany. And so my ears are tuned into what he's saying for me and your ears are tuned in for what he's saying to you. So with people that are opinionated and people that are um, telling you, you know, what they think and this and that. Now they're, Now, if there's a a minister that is wise and produces much fruit. You know, I, I look at my in-laws. I look at other people in my family. Um, there's people outside of my family that I genuinely, I'll go to and I'll be like, listen, any correction you see, I am open to it. Please tell me. Uh, if you think I'm going in this wrong direction, if you think, you know, let me know. But for the, for the just the vast majority, 
and people are always gonna, you know, people didn't even think that it was a good idea that Ted and I moved to Florida. They were like, mm, that's pretty crazy. Why would you move there? It's much further from where you drive. You drive everywhere now. Uh, it's much further from everything. You don't, you preach more up north and a little bit out west, but I mean, ever since we moved, <laughs> more stuff has opened, which was a, a massive prayer of mine for the first few years of our ministry that we would get new doors and new territory. And it has truly happened since we moved to Florida. And so people didn't even agree. Even people in family didn't even think like, oh, I don't think so. And, you know, so you you can't just look at people outside of your family. Sometimes we can be swayed by people in our family because we think, oh, family, Right. Um, even if it's an, an in-laws or parents or aunts or uncles, you think, oh, family, they must be right just because they got the family tag on them. But listen, the only thing that's going to be right and that works out for you is going to be what the Holy Spirit directs you to do. And you don't have to answer everybody. You don't have to tell everybody your business and you don't have to tell everybody why you're doing it um, because not everyone's going to understand uh, because those people might not be going with you. Uh, I always say, you know, you're going to go different directions and different levels in life. And there are really good people in your life now, but they could just be scaffolding, just like at a construction site. And then when this part gets built, the scaffolding goes away and then you keep going. So some people are just going to be like that. They're here for a season. They're here for a time. And it's not that they're bad because they're not in your life anymore, but it's just because they're not going where you're going. So those people at that moment might have something to say, uh, might tell you're doing it wrong. And so you'll get that leading because peace and joy uh, will be your guide. They'll be in the driver's seat with you and they'll be pushing you. And so when you get a green light on something, uh, you're just going to have to do it, whether you have a cheerleading team or by yourself. Because like I said, you have one person to please and uh, that's all that matters. When you stand before the Lord um, on that glorious day and, and, and you know, he uh, asks you <laughs> some things, uh, he's not going to say, well, did you really care about what John said to you? Uh, what about Sally? You know, she told you, you know, you're going to like, nope. Did you have your eye on the prize? Did you have your ears in tune to my voice? Uh, and did you step out in obedience and step out quickly? That's key because God's got stuff for us to do and he's got stuff he wants to get to you, right? He wants stuff to get to you. And so you have to... Um, work by faith and step out and do it. So pretty much uh, you just need to la, 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 <laughs> and uh, go on. And you don't have to answer them. I, I, I ignore a lot of people. I do it with a smile and you can do it with grace and do it with class and just confuse the heck right out of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, what Brooks I remember? But it's been one of the best. Yep, that's awesome, Britt. Um, okay, so let's see. I had some other questions here that I, and if, like I said, if you're just jumping on, if there's any questions uh, you want to put up and I'll try to get to, uh, let me know. It's already 2.45. Okay, we got a few more. All right. Literally, 
just any advice for single people would be great. <laughs> How to prep for a relationship. Um, I've said this uh, many times is let's, let's focus on it's almost, people are so used to like, I can't, I can't focus on myself because that looks like I'm full of myself and I'm not walking in humility and, and that's not true. Let's focus on ourselves. While you're single, while this is the time of your life, before you're getting ready to step in with the person that God has for you, let's make sure we are good to go, right? Because there could be baggage that we're carrying from who knows what. Everybody comes from a different past. We don't need to take any of that junk into a marriage. We don't need to take any of that junk into a relationship. All right, let's make sure we got our stuff down pat as far as are we living right for the Lord? Are we on fire? You know, take this time. Listen, sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I had a little more time alone for peace and quiet, not because... I don't enjoy my kids, love my kids with all of my heart. And I enjoy my kids. I mean, after all, I am a homeschool mom, so I must really like them. <laughs> and so uh, when I say alone time, but everybody needs quiet time and everybody needs that time to be with the Lord. And so when you have this uh, moment of being single and not having all the other stuff that's going on at home, take this time right now to focus on your one true love. When you focus on your one true love, your earthly true love will make his or her way to you. Um, and that was if you're a man watching her way to you and a woman watching his way to you. Just clarifying. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, exactly, Bethany. What is alone time? But she's a homeschool mom and she has four kids. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying is when you prep yourself now to be the best wife, learn what you can right now on what God says about your children, what the Bible says, walking in love, walking in patience, walking in self-control. What does Proverbs 31 say about how our household should look, how our marriage should look, how are, you know what I'm saying? So, so during this time, don't go, woe is me. What's wrong with me? Now there are always some things we can change, right? I'm not saying our faces. So don't be like, how could she? There are also personalities. We have to work on that all the time. So if you're somebody who is very aggressive personality, you know, that might scare a man off. We might have to be like, hey, I'm going to tone it and I'm going to have to say, love it or leave it. That's what people say. And it's like, well, so far they've left it. So you might want to, uh, <laughs> I want to tone it down a little bit. Um, and then if you're somebody who can't say hi to somebody, well, that's a problem too. Um, you have to, you have to work on these things. So let's let's do this time of uh, you're being single as as self-reflecting and being like, listen, Lord, make me better. Is there something I need to work on in my personality? Is there something that I feel f like nervous of or or I, I just don't know if I can, I, I, I'm just not like a people person. Well, make me a people person, Lord. You know, the things that you feel like you're not adequate at, ask the Lord to make you good at and then, you know, get out there and find somebody. Get out there and find someone. 
Um, is this for single women, single woman with junk? Because you know I'm getting me a husband too. Yes, Liz, I believe you are too. There's lots. Are you looking for a span? If you're looking for someone who speaks Spanish like you, so it could just like flow, 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 then South Florida, you're all set because that's everyone down here. And then you can help me brush up on my Spanish and we'll be best friends. Okay? <laughs> um, yes, this is for a single woman with children too. You still have to work on yourself, right? We don't dwell on the past. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Uh, wish I didn't do this. Nope. The devil resides in that past thought. He wants you to make you feel bad. He wants you to say, listen, nope, you focus on it now. And Liz, you're doing a phenomenal job. I will say Liz is uh, one of the best. Actually, there's two, there's two women that really stick out to me who are single moms that um, I talk to on a regular basis. And it's Liz Mendez and Letty. And you two do a great job um, at going after the things of God and parting them to your children, uh, bringing them, taking the time, sewing, uh, spending money on getting them into church. I mean, that says a lot and that you're going to reap a harvest from that and you're going to find the right person. There is the right person out there. But in the meantime, keep filling yourself up, keep laying that foundation and, um, <laughs> Your Spanish is ghetto. Well, I'm telling you, you'll fit right in down here. <laughs> All right. So don't, uh, that's how to prep for a relationship. Don't get down on yourself. Um, the, she also wrote how to conquer loneliness as a single when only people around you are 40 plus. Do I move? Well, ask the Lord that. He literally, uh, people will ask um now, I'm not making fun of you for asking. I asked you to ask questions, but I'm just saying people will ask people things like this. And it's like, but have you asked the Lord that? Have you in your time of prayer said, listen, Lord, am I in the right location? Am I around the right people? Here is my desire. Lord, I ask you to give me the best job. Lord, I ask you. Now, this is not wrong to ask the Lord. He cares for you. Do you think my kids like question, like, should I ask mom for this? No. No, no, no. My kid is just, bloom, mom, can I have? Moom, mom, can you do? You know, they don't even think twice about it. So you are a child of the Most High God who is a good father who wants to bless you. So just ask. If you want to know, hey, I want the best job. Lord, this is what I want. Specifics. Hey, Lord, I want a husband. I want to what? Here's the specifics. And he'll bless it. So, you know, Lord, I feel like everyone around me, there's not one single person here. They're all older. They're this and that. Do I move? Well, have you asked the Lord? Did you pray? Did you fast? Maybe this is a year coming up for the 21 day fast that you say, listen, Lord, am I in the right location? Am I in the right spot? What do you have for me? Put me in the right spot to have the best job. Put me in the right spot to find my husband. Put me in the right church so I can, you know, be a part and grow and learn and, and, and uh, be filled with. And so ask the Lord. It's great. That's why, you know, you asked this question and now here, that's my answer. Don't get discouraged um, and wonder, like, am I going to be lonely forever? Ask the Lord. It, it, well, I, this is what I want. This is the desire of my heart, Lord. I, I'm, remember I told you, he puts the desires in your heart. So you want to be married? He wants you to be married. So Lord, what can I do? This is a desire. 
what do you have for me? Because he only wants the best for you. You're only going to get the best and never settle. Okay, let's see. I know I have some more. One of the biggest tips you can give someone who will begin homeschooling their children. Um, I, I love homeschooling. Never thought I would say that. Never thought I would do it. And um, uh, now that I do it, I'll never not do it. Uh, I, I just, I'm so happy that they're home with me. I'm so happy that I can do it. Um, for any of you who can't do it and your kids are in school, listen, I've, I've taught on both sides. I've, I've given messages on what to do if your kids can't go to school um, and they're home with you what, or, or don't go to school. What the, if your kids can't stay home and go to school? Like never look down on, you know, I got single moms that are watching and that's what they have to provide for their household. They have to bring it in because they are what? The single parent. They've got one parent and that's okay. Your kids are going to be protected. Your kids are guarded and you teach your kids. You don't just shelter while you're keeping them in their protection, you, you teach your children. You teach your children. Um, and this is a time of training. But she asked that she's getting ready to homeschool, so what is a tip? And so I would say, first of all, uh, one of my biggest things is don't overthink it. We can really overthink things, and we overthink them so much we talk ourselves out of doing a lot of things because we overthink it. And then we don't move forward. Lots of things God asks us to do, and um, we won't step out and do it because we're overthinking it. When God says to do something, faith is doing, just doing. It's not using, uh, you, 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 you will use wisdom as you're stepping out in faith. But when God says to do something, just do it. Do it. Everything else falls together. I've had so many situations in my life where that is the case. He said, do it, do it. Everything else gets figured out. So she said, what's a big tip? Don't overthink it. You don't have to have a, you know, I, Bethany Hooker. She's one of the women that homeschool that watch who has a fantastic school room, you know, and I love it. And if that worked out for me, that I had an extra room like that in my house where, you know, that kind of stuff, but you just make it happen. I used to think if my kids didn't have a desk and, you know, man, we have to work at the dining room table or they don't have banners of the ABCs across the strip of the ceiling. How will my kids ever know how to read? You know, I, you think these things and then that's overthinking and then you talk yourself out of doing it. So one of the biggest tips is don't overthink about homeschooling. You want to do it, do it. And your kids aren't going to be left out. Everything you feel is what you feel. Remember, it's not what they feel. They're not like, oh, we can't go back to school shopping. You absolutely can. I take my kids back to school shopping all the time. They get whatever they want for their desk and for their schoolroom. Oh, my kids are going to be left out of this school party. Is that, you know, no, that's what you're thinking. That's not what they're thinking. So I would just be the best teacher, make it fun, do what you can. Uh, don't put a lot of added pressure on you. Uh, I've done some really good broadcasts on it. Uh, you know, I, I go through Exodus 3 in one of them because that's where uh, Moses is directed with the burning bush 
by God to tell him that this is what he's going to say, this is what he's going to do to let the Israelites go. This is how he's going to handle Pharaoh. And he so many times says to the Lord, are you sure? I don't speak well. I don't do this well. And the Lord keeps saying, yes, you're the man for the job. He says, yes, I want you to say this. I'll help you. Yes, I'll give you Aaron. I'll give you a helper to speak and say the things. I will. I just want you to do it. And I always think of that story when it comes to homeschooling. Just do it. Just, just get involved. Just do what God's asked you to do. He's given you strength. He's given you a mind. He's given you wisdom. You're smart. Um, you're able to do it. You're patient. You're loving. Now you're saying, oh, maybe I'm not patient. Listen, we all have to work on that. <laughs> and so don't overthink it. My tip is don't overthink homeschooling. Have fun. Be full of joy teach and don't add much pressure on yourself. I used to add a lot of pressure on myself and then I realized um, I'm the dean, I'm the principal, I'm the teacher. I am all of it rolled into one and there's no other pressure coming from the top except from me and I needed to relax on myself and now way better, way better. But that was just the first couple years where I was like, oh my gosh, things have to have this. I have to do this. Da -da 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 -da, and realize I, I don't. She doesn't think that way. And I need to just loosen up. And ever since then, it has made homeschooling a world of difference. Bethany says, Get, getting involved with the homeschool community group helps too. Yes. Um, one of the reasons I haven't is because I travel a lot and I haven't been able to like plug in and be consistent. But someone like Bethany, who is home all the time, uh, that is great. I know many people who are involved in the homeschooling groups, and it is so helpful to be around other moms, other kids. Um, I have a friend that does one around here, and they're always like, they're meeting here for a science experiment outside. They're meeting here at the park. They're doing this. And the community is so helpful and um, really, really helps you take charge. Annie, I don't know what your uh, question was. I might have missed it. Did Annie have a question up there? Maddie, I don't know. She just said, you give me, oh, was that Annie's question? Maybe that was her question. She might have been the homeschool one. I don't, <coughs> I don't have the names on here. Um, let's see what else I wrote down. If you guys have any questions, uh, you can put them up there. What is your opinion on dating before marriage? Uh, yes, you can. Uh, that would be good so you know who they are. Uh, they're not a serial killer. Make sure they don't have a windowless van with candy in it. Um, no, you, uh, my opinion on dating is date. Don't date very long. You don't need to date very long. You don't need to have like, you don't need to date, <clears throat> I mean, unless you're like, the few people that are 18 coming out of high school and we're getting established so you can afford things in life. Uh, but if you're like, just say early 20s and you know, you're know you getting out there on the dating scene, it's okay to date. It's okay to go out to dinner a few times and get to know the person and talk and are we on the same page with stuff? And you know, I mean, Ted and I dated, but I don't recommend a long, uh, dating time because it doesn't matter how super spiritual you think you are there's always going to be temptation 
So when Ted and I dated for very little at the beginning, fasted, got the green light, from the time that we like the whole story of him coming to my work and professing his love to me, and from the time we got married was a whole year. So it was like within that whole year, we dated, got engaged, he bought a house, we got married. I mean, and that goes fast because you're, you're planning in between that, you're figuring out where you're going to live. So that one year really is not long, but you don't need, you don't need to add temptation. You don't need to do like date for two years and then like, I, I, I mean, I, I knew Ted was the one, so I didn't need two years to figure out if, um, if he was, and then I didn't need another two years to be engaged. Like, a wedding doesn't take that long, and you don't even need, like, I mean, I know, I guess, I guess it's fairy tale, fairy tale dreams for some girls, so I won't crush their wedding dreams, <laughs> but after I did my wedding, I was like, oh, Ted, I wish, like, mm-mm, I just... I don't know. I guess I'm just a weird girl. I just was like, that was great and, and everything, but this is what I care about. I just care about being with you and going on the honeymoon and, you know, starting life. And so, like, that, that, that's all. The, the rest of the stuff was nice, but I look back and I'm like, man, I could have taken some of that money. I would have liked that money just to, like, go towards life at the beginning because it was tight when we got married. Tight. And so, <laughs> um me Liz are you talking to me or Kelly or somebody else I will surely be and you know what Ted will do the wedding <laughs> a miracle word church um and so right Jenna like I just I look back and I'm like I would have just said hey mom instead of like doing that whole like food and having people sit and um me feed them I don't know why I'm feeding you. I'm just, you know, but I would have rather her take those thousands of dollars and just given them to me to like have at the beginning of our marriage because it was tight. <laughs> and God's brought us a mighty long way. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, see, Liz, we're already on the same page. I, I got you. I got you. Um, and so, you know, date for a little bit, ask the Lord. If it's not, don't continue dating. You create soul ties and um, you create a heartbreak down the road. If he's the one, let's just move forward. If he's not, find someone else. Uh, but you'll know at the beginning. You don't, you don't need to have long dating and long engagements. I don't recommend them at all, at all. And so that's what I'm going to do. Like, I will provide a wedding for my girls what 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 they want to an extent. I'm going to have Maddie who's going to be way different than Brooklyn's wedding. Brooklyn is going to want a, a she's going to want she's going to want Buckingham Palace. That's what Brooklyn's going to want for her wedding. That is Brooklyn. She's going to want to be married just like um the princess got married. Uh Maddie not so much. So I can take all of uh, Maddie's wedding money and put it towards Brooklyn. <laughs> no, but I already know now what I'm going to do with my kids. I'm going to give them gifts, big gifts. I'd rather give them big gifts than a big wedding and, um, and say, listen, I don't want it to be tight for you when you first get married. That a lot of 
fights and financial issues come by that pressure. And so I want to want to help you that way because that's that's what I. Okay. If there's even a question, cut them loose. The Holy Spirit is an excellent communicator, and you will know. And that is right, Bethany. you got to listen to his voice. Um, how am I so hot? Well, um, I go to boxing. I have a special lotion I put on my face at night. And um, I drink a lot of water. Is that good, Ted? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a special cream I put on at night. I mean, I put cream on, but, you know, it's Jenna that has, I got to be more like Jenna. I am 40 now, and I'm going to have to be more like Jenna and do, like, all these regimen and footy socks and cream. All right. Maddie, was there a, um, it, it's that Asian water that Jenna gets. That's what's in the water. It's that expensive water that, a, that, that Asians buy. <laughs> It's the expensive water that Jenna buys that is from Japan. Okay, Maddie, stop. Christmas is coming. I'm already done shopping for you. Okay, um, what, Maddie, was there a question up there? Because we're going to get ready to go, and I wanted to catch someone that was up there. Uh, how do you look hot? Date your husband after married? Yes, Veronica. Always date. Um, okay. Keep going. Was there anyone else? I felt like there was one up. Do you see it? Jenna, my reception was trash. <laughs> How to deal with family members' attitudes that aren't filled with the Holy Spirit? Um, I don't know. Jenna, if you're still watching, uh, you can answer... Uh, Angela uh, wrote on Facebook, what is the water I'm talking about from Japan? I don't know because I'm not fancy like Jenna. She, she's going to have to answer you because I just put her on the spot. Um, uh, that, what the question was, how to deal with them that they don't deal with the Holy Spirit, aren't filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, one, the Bible says make room for, for people's you know, you got to allow room for people's faults. And that's even with Christians. So if they're not filled with the Holy Spirit, then um, you're going to have to keep that in mind. So you can't treat them the same. I always say that, like, about heathens. You can't get on someone's case if they're cursing and they're acting a fool and they're not saved. Like, that's, that's their life. That's just normal to them. So, like, you know, I have uh, people in, in my neighborhood who treat me really, really, really well. Um, and I know that they would use other language, but they just really respect me. And I, I, I am very thankful uh, that she does. But um, there are people who will be like that. And you can't be like, oh, you said what? You did what? It's like, well, Okay, well, this is why. So you can't get on their case. Now, if you have family members um, uh, that are dealing like that, you know, I have family members, and they might be on their way to heaven, but other than that, you're like, oh, Jesus, there's a fire. <laughs> and so, you know, you, 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 are the one filled with the Holy Spirit. You are the greatest representation and likeness that they have of the Heavenly Father. 
So don't let it get to you. Don't let it get you down. Don't let it bother you. You don't have to argue with people. Like it says in Proverbs, someone who just constantly like that is foolish. You don't have to argue with people constantly about the things of God. That just turns them away from it. You just continue to be you and live in joy and stay in joy and create a peaceful atmosphere. And you just have to learn not to let other people affect you, other people change you. Because we're the changed ones and changed people are going to change the world. All right. How do you love difficult people and how do you not get discouraged when people in church let you down? Um, Well, how do you love difficult people? That was the job of Jesus all throughout the Bible. There were difficult people left and right. And I'm sure people that Jesus wanted to shake a little bit. But you know what? Ask the Lord to have a true sense of compassion in your heart. Help them, ask the Lord to help you, you know, to have that compassion and love like he did and to have the patience and for you to stay in joy because there are always going to be difficult people. And you're not just commanded to love people because they're lovely or love people because they do things for you, or love people because they're so kind and they always have a smile on their face. You're just commanded to love people. So when you get that thought process in your head, you're going to say, Lord, give me the compassion to love people like you did. The ones that are frustrating, the ones that never change, the ones that are rude, the ones, you know, we don't know what other people are going through. We don't know the things that they're being bombarded with. We don't know the lies that Satan has told to them. So we don't know why they're being difficult. They're having a bad day. They're, they're, you know, all these different reasons. But we don't have to know those things, right? We just have to do our part, and that is commanded to love each other. So that, that's about it. How do you love difficult people? You do it because it's a command and because God told us to. Because you always have to think, (laughs) I'm sure Jesus came across a lot of difficult people and people he still deals with that are difficult and he looks down upon and is like, what in the world is my child doing? Okay, and how do you not get discouraged when people in church let you down? You know, that is always unfortunately going to happen we don't put our trust in men Um, i know we love people i know we get attached to people Um, you're just going to have to learn within church and without a church to always have a soft heart and thick skin i always say that especially foreign ministry because people are going to burn their bridges people are going to burn you people are going to say things people are going to do things and you're going to have to realize, just like I said before, that's something that is on them. You, like, we have to remember, no matter what somebody does around us, to us, we have to be the ones that are consistent. It's none of this, well, that's fair, not fair game. Uh, I have to do this because she did this, back and forth, da, da, da. Nope, it's being consistent and, and walking in the way God is asked. That's why he's given us the nine fruit of the spirit. So we can be that way. It's not impossible, 
but it's something we surely have to continue to walk in and, and learn from. And you're just going to have to not let people get to you. You're just It's something you're going to have to train your mind, train yourself, that I'm not going to let this person get to me. I'm not going to let the personality. I'm not going to let what happen if there's a situation at church, a situation at a job, that I could be bitter. Hey, you could have every right to be angry. You could be in the absolute position to be right. But you know what? You're just going to have to learn to let some things go. You're just going to have to learn to let things go, uh, lose that attachment, and just work on it not changing you. Sometimes we forget to have that inwardly look at ourselves. Are we being better? What can we change? Or something's going to happen, but I'm going to remain the same. I'm going to remain the same. I'm going to remain the same through a storm. I'm going to remain the same through a report. I'm going to remain the same when somebody is hurtful to me. I'm going to remain the same if somebody doesn't treat me fair. It's a look at me. You know, like I said, it's a hard thing because we're always not, we're always like taught not to look at ourselves. But we actually do need to have a reflection of look at me so I can stay the same through a difficult situation. You're welcome, Desiree. But we love you, and I will talk to you later. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and don't forget, tonight, 6.30, Ted, live in Columbia, his last meeting. He flies home tomorrow, and um, be praying for him. Supernatural strength and mighty miracles and salvations to happen tonight uh, in Bogota. I I love you, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.